Hi, I'm Alois Mujira and you're listening to this FM Sport Podcast. Z. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. Time for the biggest sports stories. Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. Max Verstappen, two-time world champion. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just blasphemous. It's blasphemous. Let me finish. Let you finish. I'll let you talk. Every weekday, it's my sport. It's your sport. It's CFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a very good evening, Zimbabwe. It is Throwback Thursday on ZFM Sport and the team is here, Chris Meadzi, uh, our producer, Sean Tafiri Nika, Alos Bunjira, and my name is Barry Manandi. And on the home front today, Zimbabwe is gearing up uh, to host high-profile Zone 6 Afro-Basket and Afro-Can qualifiers. And tonight, we have special guests in the studio to discuss Zimbabwe's uh, prospects. We have the Secretary General of the Basketball Union of Zimbabwe, Charmaine Chamboko, and uh, the Zimbabwe Men's Basketball Team Manager, Taurai We'll be talking to them a little bit later about what is going on in camp and what our prospects are for those qualifiers and also the fact that we are hosting them, which is quite prestigious. In Around the World in 60, we have updates from New Zealand, Wales, Argentina and the United States. Second half of the show is always the beautiful game and tonight we're going to discuss that big one. Erling Haaland felt Manchester City produced a performance worthy of champions as they beat Arsenal at the Emirates Stadium to go top of the Premier League in UEFA Champions. Champions League news. Chelsea forward Kai Havertz says he was encouraged by the way the club's new signings are gelling with the team despite the side slump to a defeat against Borussia Dortmund last night. And tonight there's Europa League action where a blockbuster encounter between two European juggernauts takes place at the Camp Nou as Barcelona play host to Manchester United in their first leg playoff. Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. It's a two-way street here on ZFM Sports. And if you want to get in on the conversation, you send us a message on 0731-168-045. Or you can drop us a message on social media or a tweet at ZFM Sports. And we're also available as a podcast if you happen to miss the show. That's on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Just search for ZFM Sport and subscribe. Let's give you that local sports news roundup, starting with some cricket news. Zimbabwe national cricket team skipper Craig Irvine says the team has learned from their 1-0 defeat in a two-match test series against visiting West Indies played at Queen's Sports Club in Bulawayo over the last two weeks. Irvine acknowledged that his charges will need to learn to play spin better. Is that an accurate assessment for you, Barry? 
Yeah, and has been. Uh, we've been talking about it uh, for quite a while because they don't face spin on the local um, in the local domestic yeah. competitions uh, because there aren't any there aren't any good spinners. Uh, Sikanda, yeah, he's uh, become quite effective, but he's always on the road, so he never plays in the local competition anyway. So we're not facing effective spin. So when it when we come up against not even world class, even uh, just decent spin, mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a tough one for us. That's why we don't do well on the subcontinent. In athletics news. The Bulawayo Athletics Board has opened entries for the National Athletics Association of Zimbabwe into track club, track and field championships to be held at White City Stadium next month. The inter-club competitions championships were introduced a few years back to strengthen the grassroots level of competition, which is the backbone of the sport. And we'll finish off with some football news. Harare Giants Dynamos have loaned out defender Tino Muringai to Mozambican champions Yudi Songo. The 22-year-old left-back will play for the three-time Mokambola champions for the 2023 season, which is expected to kick off next month. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors, and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. So let's get after that story that we're talking about where Zimbabwe is gearing up to host the high-profile Zone 6 Afro Basket and Afro Can qualifiers. And tonight we have special guests in the studio to discuss Zimbabwe's prospects. Charmaine Chamboko, as we said earlier, who is the Secretary General of the Basketball Union of Zimbabwe and Tarai Chitsinde, who is the Zimbabwe Men's Basketball Team Manager. Welcome, guys, and uh, welcome to the studio. Uh, Charmaine, probably start with you. Uh, what are these qualifiers? What uh, I, don't, I think for the uninitiated... Uh, Uh, this is new all right thanks barry so um these are two separate competitions that we're hosting that we're hosting as one event so for the ladies it's afro basket Mm -hmm. afro basket is your african championship so this is um a regional qualifier for only zone six which is made up of the 10 countries so whoever then makes it from the zone goes to the um, actual championships uh, the finals so it's similar to the competition that the men went to in 2015 in tunisia uh, those are the championship finals so zone six is is basically like uh for the football fan kosafa is it, would i be right to say that oh uh, yes and then afro can would be afro chan would be cha- would, would be, be the, chan. Whole of, the whole of the continent right right okay brilliant. Yes. Yeah. so and then the difference would be afro basket you can bring in all of your players from wherever they're playing from but for Afrocan so for the men they're only allowed two players that play outside of Africa okay, oh, okay. right so then Afrocan is um, uh, um, a pathway for World Cup for the men okay. so that's just the difference between the two competitions so the women will be playing for Afro Basket the men are playing for Afrocan we just chose to host them at the same time it's, it seems a bit uh, prestigious um, and, and not to knock Zim but <laughs> how do we end up hosting it <laughs> Well, first of all, because we're probably, apart from Angola and Mozambique, the only other country that's been to the finals. And in the zone... We're, we don't do too bad at hosting, so FIBA does trust us um, with that particular honor for this year as well. Okay, great. Well, we've got Tarai Chitsinde in the studio as well, and he's been running his eye over uh, the team and also making the team congregate uh, <laughs> and, and, and get together. He's the Zimbabwe men's basketball team manager. Uh, Tarai, uh, how the prep's been? Uh, is everyone fit and firing? Has everybody been able to congregate, come together and all sorts? Yeah, well, we have been gifted to have uh, this competition running mid-season. 
So as far as conditioning, we have been we have been in good shape. We've been also able to start our preps uh, a month ahead. Say oh, for our international players of note being Vitalis who played his last game in France just last night. We hope to we hope to have him join the team on Friday, which is tomorrow. And so when you're taking a look at that, the composition of that team, what's your selection process been like in order to get the team together for this particular tournament? Um it's been it's been it's been uh so we have had uh, the privilege to have the first uh, top six. Uh, sorry, we call it a super super six uh, in Zimbabwe, which uh, which hosts the greatest of talent locally. As you have heard from the Madam SG, that this the composition of the teams is going to be vastly contributed by local players. So we have used that competition in particular to put together the best talent that we have locally and complemented by our professional talent in Vitalis coming from France. Okay, so when you take a look at the those players besides Vitalis, who would you say stands out? Who would we know who's part of that team? We're actually gifted uh, to have, particularly with the men, mm-hmm. we've got great experience in this uh, competition and better, mm-hmm. inclusive of Tunisia when we went to play for the top 16 a couple of years ago in uh, Tawan Lajitsinde, mm-hmm. who is uh, part of the leadership of on this year's team, we've got Ben Yatanga. Hold on, just hold on. Any relatives? Hold on, hold on. You can't hold just on. skip over that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Don't do that around here. Jitsinde, any relation? Yes, he actually comes after me. <laughs> He's okay. your brother. 100%. He's your lighty. Brilliant. He's actually called Yanga. Oh, really? Yeah, on the team. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, it's called cool. Yanga. Yeah. Oh, okay. makes sense. Oh, brilliant. Makes sense. Okay. Makes sense. So who else? Who else can we look out for? Uh, we've got Ben Yatanga, we've got youngsters coming up in uh, Devon Fachi, who has also been uh, applying his trade uh, in South Africa. But for this particular season with the Super 6, he has been playing for local side uh, JBC. We've got Noah Penduka, who's also been an uprising star uh, in the last couple of seasons, who should bring a lot of excitement to the team. But all right, um, speaking of JBC, they've mm-hmm. been having a, a, a fantastic season so far. How many how many players do they contribute to the to the side? Well, as it stands, uh, the team is a 20-man side, both with the um, uh, men and women. JBC off the men currently has six. That's okay. a chunk. <laughs> so they could have a starting yeah. five from JBC. Um, Madam SG, as I have just learned, uh, yes, you, is, is what you are. Get it called. right. <laughs> when did we last host a major tournament like this? So we last hosted Afro Basket for Men in 2020, in February, um, February of 2020 in Harare at City Sports Centre. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't manage to qualify for that one. And then before that, we had also hosted Afro Basket and Afro Can, the same version of this competition in June of 2019. Okay. Yeah, so was that in Harare as well? That was also in Harare, yes. Is that, is that why you've decided to go to Lyle? Because, yes, you know, so we, we do we, a rotation. We in Harare and failed to qualify and you thought, oh, bad luck. We might have also a because life. when we did qualify, we qualified at ZITF, so you're right. So you're going to try and get it right now. We're going to try and get it right. Yeah. But it's on a rotational basis. It is on a rotational basis. So our um, our international standard courts or facilities are Harare and, and Bulawayo. So we rotate our international competitions be between those two kind, those two cities and then our national championships will then go as well to your Mutare, Mashingo, uh, Midlands as well. So mm. the, the two big cities will host the international competitions. And when it comes to staging this kind of event, I'm sure first of all there's a lot of work going on.
on Ferris. But what would you say are the key elements that go into staging a competition like this? So I think for for the, the biggest thing that has been it for us now is the the comfort of the players, particularly. I mean, before we start to go into the court itself, and I mean, those are things that are standard because we do Super Six and Blaway also has a very good league. So mm-hmm. the the courts and the floors and the hoops, those things come standard. Mm-hmm. But the things that we've seen uh, have become big so far has been the wellness of the players. Okay. So the accommodation part and you know getting them enough water, the kind of food that you're going to offer them. You know, when we went to Tunisia, we had some some interesting meals. You know, sometimes you couldn't even tell, is this fish, is this chicken? What am I eating? They're like, okay, it's okay. I think they, they say it's fine, so that it should be cat. fine. <laughs> Thanks, Barry. Thank you. So um, little things like that are the mm-hmm. things that we're trying to look into to just say, you know, so that nobody's complaining that Zimbabwe is trying to put us off our game, you oh, know, okay, so that right, we can yeah. then not be able to perform on the court. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't make them too comfortable, you know. Yeah, you, you know, know the, what? I think across <laughs> sports, when we go out there, yeah. and I say this because I've seen with my own eyes, right. we experience some very interesting conditions. Right. And I'm going to call them conditions because mm-hmm. it's across everything from accommodation So you travel with SC Platinum for the Champions League, A lot, League, right? a lot in the Champions League. So the Congo, I think we did... Um, trying to think somewhere in North Africa as well, mm-hmm. Tunisia potentially. Right. And the conditions are very different. I remember Tunisia, we sat at the airport for six hours. Oh, they no. took our passports and we sat. But we're not, we're not influencing you. Uh, we're not, we're, we're, we're not we're telling not, you to do not, that. You know, thankfully for us, I, I think it makes us great hosts, though. I, I, I do hear you. And uh, thankfully for us, and I'm sure Taurai can confirm, he's been captaining the national side for the past... 10 or so competitions now and we haven't had that kind of bad luck when we've traveled right. i mean our, our our worst condition has been the food in just okay. that we're not used to it yeah yeah yeah. and then, and then you then have to got... sort of try and ask your attache to say please can you speak to the chef that we prefer grilled chicken yeah. they can give us chicken and chips for the rest of the competition for for all we care you know because mm, okay. that's what we're gonna know so the the food has really been our okay. our biggest issue but the transport has always been good where we stay has always been good so we're just trying to give back some of that as well <laughs> So if you were trying to measure the successful hosting of the event, what are some of the markers that your fans can look out for and your personal markers as well? Um, certainly the number of fans that are going to come out. I mean, I was at, um, I was at cricket um, when we were playing when we were playing Bangladesh and who was this that we just played just now at Harris Sports Club? Ireland, yeah. yeah. And people come out for mm-hmm. that, you know. So certainly for us, we are trying to see how many fans can come out as well for yeah. basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and Blaio really comes out in and supports yes, and I hope yeah, that uh, Blaya, you'll, you'll come out and support our boys and girls Correct. Uh, and make sure that we, we pack out the ZITA for uh, hold. Um, the, uh, okay, so Tarai, let's, let's get a little, little technical now. Um, we're, we're not the biggest. Um, I, 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 I was in, um, in South Africa and they had the NBA Academy. Right. Uh, I had the misfortune of jumping into an elevator with some of those boys who looked 16 <laughs> on facially, but uh, I was a dwarf. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. we don't we don't have that sort of size, um, and so we've noticed that we largely depend on our fast breaks. Is is that still going to subsist? Uh, is that is that the plan or? Have we got some machine where we can stretch our players now? What was, <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> um, 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 say for the exception of Vitalis, we have never been gifted in terms of size. Yeah. But uh, that has not discounted us uh, competitively within the region, uh, which is why we have qualified before. And yes, true to true true to that, um, our speed is very very important, and we have to be thorough on the perimeter. 
We get good shooting. We run a lot. We score the easy ones that we get, and we are very aggressive on the defensive end. That works well for us. I think um, it has been, it is, and it will stay stay that way until we are blessed with those kind of guys you saw in that elevator. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We yeah. need those guys, those boys in that in that elevator. And um, you talk about shooting, um, and and uh, shooting from range has become a big thing, certainly in the NBA. Much um, yes. Uh, thanks to Steph. Uh, <laughs> are you a Warriors fan, by the way? Well, well, I admire their basketball, but uh, no, I'm a, I'm big with LeBron. Oh, okay, God. so is LeBron a team, oh, my G? My God. Follow LeBron. <laughs> oh, wherever he goes, okay. we are the Cavaliers, you know, and then we're Lakers, and then who who invited these people? Oh, it was Sean. Of course, there would be LeBron fans. But shooting has become a big thing. Um, mm. And and what what sort of talent uh, do we have in that regard? Is there are there are there uh, folks on the teams that we can back? Certainly on the men's men's side, which you're responsible for. Oh yes, certainly. Um, so, uh, allow me, Barry. Sorry to just mm. make. Tara is the general manager of both teams. Of both so teams. He's, oh, he's the general okay. manager of Team Zimbabwe. Oh, then each brilliant. team is going to have its own manager. So feel free okay. to ask him questions about the ladies' team as well. Yes. Okay, she's a little bit left out. Oh, that's that's that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> I'm not sure I will, but uh, <laughs> it's good to know. But thanks. Okay, just information. No, that, that's cool. But I think the the, the the questions also subsist on both sides, don't they, Tara? That uh, you know our ladies probably in terms of size are 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 even more disadvantaged uh, and and require. The, the implementation of speed a lot more and then shooting from range so uh, I think the, the, the question sort of applies to both yeah uh, indeed um, the philosophy stays the same uh, the identity as far as basketball in Zimbabwe stays the same I think it's a bit more challenging with the ladies why because um, besides the size uh, women are more thorough with the detail uh, to then say not only are they big they are fast and they're also good with their perimeter shooting. Okay. Well, they certainly can't make Golden State Warriors, but uh, they're <laughs> decent, Barry. Uh, and to answer your question, as far as the men's side is concerned, um, Tornage it's in there again, nothing <laughs> to do with nepotism. No nepotism <laughs> <but> <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> well, he has been exceptional in the region as far as the competition is concerned. I think um, his, his, his break with the national team as far back as when he was only 22, he was the highest... Um, point scoring in that tournament, inclusive of the Angolan team. So wow. we expect him to deliver that kind of range. He is also joined by Tatenda Swanson from JBC, who also shoots exceptionally okay. uh, together with the group of Mashishi. And yes, uh, Noah Penduka has been doing very, very well with his perimeter shooting. Well, that's, br that's brilliant to know. Okay, well, um, I talked about JBC earlier and uh, we were talking about how well they're doing. Um, have the, the provincial leagues helped in, in, in putting together uh, this setup and when, when mostly all, all the teams or most of the teams also have the ladies set up as well so the question applying on both sides has, has that has that aided uh, to to either one of you uh, because I think that applies to both the, the union side and then of course uh, to the GM of uh, both teams. I think it definitely has, Barry. I mean, it, it even helps the coaches and the level of scouting that they're going to need to do, you know. If we only have Super 6 or two uh, six big teams that are going to be there in the province, particularly for Harare, it means 
all the teams are going to try and get all the good players in their yeah, teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as long as you attend a Super 6 competition, you're going to see the best of what Harare has to offer. Right. Bulawayo is also not doing too bad on their leagues as well, particularly on the female side. Okay. You know, we actually get, get some very good competition when we play our national champs from, from um, Lakers, from Mavericks, and I hear Bulawayo City Tower is also going to be good as well this year. So as long as you are you know, taking part in those top leagues, you're guaranteed that the coaches are going to see you. Mm-hmm. And I know the national team coach, part of what he did was he was also going around to the provinces and asking the va- the various coaches in those leagues to say, send me your list, send me mm-hmm. your list. And right. then sort of the people that were appearing in the list a lot along the line were part of the people that he then called into his 60 camp. Okay. Uh, and, and his 60 camp as well for the men as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Calvin Ben and Endrich Tauro. By the 60 camp, you're talking about the this is the long list. Yes, so they did a long uh, list uh, that they then short. cut down to 30. Mm-hmm. And now they're down to 20. Okay. And uh, by tomorrow at 5 p.m., we're going to have the final 12. Okay. Okay, sounds fantastic. So in terms of the composition of this tournament, we're going to have Malawi, Mozambique, Namibia, Angola, South Africa, Lesotho, Botswana. And when you take a look at that makeup, I think I'll throw this one to the GM. What opponents would you say as Zimbabwe would be wary of facing? I think it's very, very important to firstly... Um, acknowledge and respect the presence of basketball within all these countries. We have managed to export both on the men's and women's, export talent to all those countries, maybe say for Lesotho, but we've got presence there. Their leagues have actually come up. They've become more daring, hence their participation in these competitions a bit more. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's we firstly respect them over time history has it that uh, us in south africa have had uh, our fair share of wins and losses zambia the same but not at the expense of uh, of zimbabwe uh but uh definitely um angola and mozambique have been have been quite the hurdle for us mm. we have knocked on the doors of mozambique the last qualifiers but then we lost that uh, off of aggregate which is only about uh, we're three points shy um, we we look forward to the challenge to go over them and uh, hopefully within the region we can come behind uh, Angola who have been on the top of the, the, the region and the continent as well. Okay, wow. Checks. So Angola to look out for Mozambique and did you say South Africa? Yes. Okay. And notably Zambia of late. Zambia as well. And uh, I think NBA has set up... Um uh, a structure in South Africa, haven't they? Uh, yes, Junior NBA, and uh, there's good presence with the uh, Basketball uh, Africa League in Cape Town Tigers. Okay, shucks, yeah, so uh, that's going to be uh, intriguing. Uh, based on what you've said, it sounds like you're, you're managing expectation, uh, but what I want to know is, and I don't want to hear from, uh, you know, Madam SG because she's in the union. I want to hear from you because the union puts pressure on the teams. Is there pressure to actually win this tournament outright from the union? Yes, um, it is the expectation. It's the expectation. You know, they've they've done tremendously well to to try and facilitate and support all these competitions. Okay. And those efforts are all 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 are in the interest of us playing the best we can and ultimately winning these competitions that we participate in. Brilliant, Charmaine. 
Chamboko, SG Basketball Union of Zimbabwe and Tarai Chitinde, uh, the GM of the Zimbabwe basketball teams, uh, that's men's and women's. Thank you uh, for coming through to ZFM Sport and of course sharing uh, your thoughts and uh, Tarai, thanks for uh, the nepotism because it's important that we have the best players on the court, on the floor, all the time. So we'll be watching out for Yanga as he takes to the court. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks for coming. Thank you so Thank much you for best. coming. Thanks for having us. Thank right. you, Sean. Cool. After this, we'll <laughs> take you around the world in 60. Then it's time for our play of the day. Hi, my name is Zuba Amute, Los Angeles Clipper Small Forward, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. Around the world in 60 seconds. International Sports News. New Zealand wear high-octane batting and a precocious one-day declaration put England in control of the first test against New Zealand in Mount Maunganui. The Black Caps limped to a 37-3 at stumps in the day-night test at Bay at the Bay Oval, having been thrust on the back foot by England's swashbuckling 325 for nine declared. In Wales, support appeared to be growing for a possible strike by Wales rugby players that could threaten next week's Six Nations clash against England and Cardiff as the Welsh Rugby Union and the regions have yet to agree in writing a new long-term financial agreement, sparking fears that players whose current deals expire at the end of the season will leave the Welsh game. Barry, this is major for um, Wales and when you're taking a look at where they are right now in the Six Nations, mm. um, very, very... and. Mike's going to hear this word in one opinion. Problematic. <laughs> problematic. <laughs> uh, this one I'll agree with you. This is very problematic. And I, and I, I suppose, look, this is the, um, the detraction or the consequence, I suppose, of central contracts. Uh, they're great in terms of managing your player pool and making sure that uh, you uh, uh, control centrally everyone who's under the union. But when it goes badly like it seems to uh, be have the potential of going badly in, in Wales. Uh, this could probably be uh, the consequence of that. We'll be watching this one with great interest. In Argentina, top seed and former world number one, Carlos Alcaraz was successful in his long-awaited comeback at the Argentina Open. The US Open champion was forced to miss the Australian Open through injury and will touch down in the United States where President Cup players Mito Pereira and Sebastian Munoz are the latest PGA Tour golfers to officially confirm their switch to to live golf we're gonna say this one more time <laughs> everybody's got a number <laughs> get in touch with the team and have your say your way operator 0731168045 that's our number right here in the studio and you could be like Ankelem to in Bulawayo uh, and I you say Ankeli I think it's uh, yeah, he, he actually wrote it as A-N-K-E-L-I <laughs> and I believe that that's probably his na- a nickname as well he says, evening team, you just went venge um, venge on us. Thank you. So you enjoyed our play of the day and also our power play. Uh, and then there's a message here that says, hi, sports team. Did Taurai tell you he's also Charmaine's husband? Wait, whoa, what? What? What are you saying right now? <laughs> no, they did How not tell us that. that. Sean, okay. Sean. 
the producers gotta produce, brother. That, that, that's the source. That's that's, that's the source. That's Jordan. a little bit of information that we should have had before the interview. Well, thank you for letting us know. You don't tell us who you are, but thanks for listening and for letting us know of that fact. Right. Let's uh, get into these messages. Uh, <laughs> Valentine says, Guardiola too young to lose to his apprentice. Sorry, Sean, it says. <laughs> Valentine, thanks very much. I'll, I'll produce oh, shame it was International he's, Hug and Arsenal fan day today. He, and, and he's physically sick now. Right now, uh, he's physically sick. So, he says, uh, hi guys, uh, that Arsenal... Uh, doesn't uh, that Arsenal team lacks match winners and depth? So I don't see them winning the title. That's Moses Vukurusi uh, in Southley Park. Ooh, uh, that's a bit inaccurate. Look, I think I think that they've got they've got the depth. I think they just lack the experience. I saw experience yeah. yesterday, uh, and experience prevailed. But we'll talk about that when we get to the beautiful. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, beautiful game. Sorry, I just read a message that uh, uh, rocked me on my heels. Like Adrian Guenya says, Ankeli is Ndebele slang for uncle. Yes, I figured that out. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> that uh, it's because uh, they want to be called Malume. Malume, that video killed Malume for, <laughs> for everyone. No one wants to be called Malume. Nobody man. wants to be called Malume. Evening, guys. I just hope the best for United. Gonna be difficult at the Camp Nou tonight and we'll be talking about that uh, that's pardon the official uh thanks for getting uh in touch with us let's read one more before we go into the beautiful game we'll read one uh, that concerns football because we're about to dive into that uh cautions mavunga in Chiwesha says yes they can beat us tonight but i'm confident that we are going to kick them out this barcelona side is not good when it comes to european competitions uh, they will repeat what they did last season against Frankfurt. Okay. United fans. Shall we? Let's go. Let's go. Your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. All the rivalry. Stars. There goes Holland. He's on his way again. He's hungry. He scored. He always does. He always will. Nothing more certain. And all the game-changing moments. Marcus Rashford. He can't miss at the moment, Marcus Rashford. All the updates from the Premier League on ZFM Sport. Let's start in England where Erling Haaland uh, felt Manchester City produced a performance worthy of champions as they beat Arsenal 3-1 at the Emirates Stadium to go top of the Premier League in a pulsating encounter which lived up to its billing. Uh, City's uh, title-winning pedigree eventually told as goals from Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Jack Grealish and Haaland uh, clinched a potentially pivotal victory uh, for Pep Guardiola's side. Let's hear from Erling Haaland. It, it was an amazing feeling, I have to say. It's one of my best feelings in my whole life. Uh, I'm uh, 22 and a half years, and this feeling, oh my God, uh, oh, it was uh, massive. When you think of Manchester City, uh, 
we haven't had the best kind of season, uh, but right now we're top of the league, you know. So uh, that's also something to think of. We we still have potential, and uh, for me, we showed uh, really. Uh, I'm going to be boring in typical English interview. Uh, we showed great char- <laughs> we showed great character today, uh, but we actually did, uh, and uh, it was uh, nah. In the end, uh, we worked so well together, and uh, this is what we, you know, it's not easy to come away in every Premier League game, and this is what we. Uh, the champions still have to do we have to defend we have to do this and that and we have to to fight still you know and this yeah. is exactly what we did today and uh, I'm so happy see <laughs> it's interesting that at the end of the interview he sounds a bit like Pep I'm so he happy he really does I'm so happy when <laughs> <laughs> the Spanish and he came out uh, but in, in truth when you when you listen to what he said I think that it's a very honest interview in the sense mm-hmm. that he didn't say that Man City was the better side last night because I don't believe they were. Not necessarily. I think yeah. they 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 were the side that did enough to win the game. Yeah, I think they were the side that was able to. I think, like we mentioned earlier, pull on experience enough mm-hmm. to ensure that they won the match. So I think when you take a look at the two sides, it was more just who was able to grind out the game and get the results. This For was sure. a, this was a game getting result. But when you take a look at the balance of play, I, th- I don't think Arsenal did too badly last night. I think the result might have actually been a little bit unfair. Yeah, yeah the, and, and to say 3-1, I think is uh, if someone didn't watch the game and they mm-hmm. hear that Arsenal lost 3-1, you think that it was wave after wave yeah, after over of, uh, blue moon rising type thing. Yeah. But it, it really wasn't that. It was more that Arsenal made mistakes at critical moments and when you're chasing the championship you can't make those sorts of mistakes some of them forced but the, certainly the first goal by uh, Kevin De Bruyne was an unforced error by uh, Tomiyasu he could have done a lot better with that but when you make those errors that shows your inexperience number one yeah. and number two you're going to get punished 100% I think that sloppiness really got punished by Manchester City and I think that's what they thrive on I think especially in these situations but also I think Arsenal it may have been a little bit of the occasion for them I think being top of the table, coming up against Manchester City, you've been built up the whole season as this team that's supposed to dethrone them, coming up against them for the first time. And it, I think there was a bit of nerves there as well, Mm. um, I think on their part, besides the inexperience. So definitely that sloppiness got punished in the way that we know Manchester City would would punish them. Yeah, they're top of the league. uh, So that's probably the the, the greatest net result. Uh, They won the match yesterday. Uh, Final point on on Arsenal. And I know I'm going to say it in a Man City sense. Uh, (laughs) Man City, lowest, uh, if I remember the three stats correctly, uh, this was the lowest amount of possession they've had in uh, since Pep took over yeah. this was the lowest passes attempted lowest passes completed in Pep's regime that they did not have the ball yeah uh, meaning that there was a ball on the pitch there was a team that had it <laughs> yeah. so kudos and compliments to Arsenal however Arsenal learned last night that when you got Chiman City chasing you it's never ever easy and it's never done until the fat lady does her thing yeah completely I think when we took a look at that first half I think there was a lot of opportunity there for Arsenal and I think in that first half is where I think they, they, they didn't capitalize enough when you're taking a look at the second half Manchester City went up a gear obviously they could see what they were up against but they definitely went up a gear and it's unfortunate 
for Arsenal that in as much as they had all of the ball, <laughs> they didn't utilize it yeah. as much as they could have, as much as they actually needed to. Yeah, fair enough. All right, in Spain, La Liga, uh, Real Madrid cut Barcelona's lead at the top of uh, uh, to eight points um, by thrashing bottom of the table, Elche, uh, by four goals to nil. So Real Madrid doing what they needed to do. Right, let's go to the Champions League before we look at European football tonight. <laughs> ZFM Stereo is untouchable. So Chelsea forward Kai Havertz uh, said he was uh, encouraged by the way the club's new signings are gelling uh, with the team despite the side recording only one win in 2023. Uh, Chelsea, who were beaten 1-0 by Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League, uh, spent more than $350 million, as uh, Chris continues to remind us, uh, to bring in eight players in January, but did not sign a proven striker. And they started the game without a proven striker and I think uh, Potter was uh, ruining the fact that he left out Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang out of that Champions League squad because he's got nobody to tuck away the chances that invariably come in a 90, in 90 minutes of football. Yeah and it's, it's interesting that he made that decision and also I think on Potter's part you want to try and get as many wins as you can. And also, you're coming up against a Borussia Dortmund side that's not letting in as many goals as it was earlier on in the season. True. This is Important. a team whose defense is coming together very, very nicely. And also, it's a team that's scoring and they're on a good run of form. Mm. You want your absolute best lineup out there because I think for me, just in terms of keeping his job, Potter needs to make sure that he gets his wins where he can. If it's in the Champions League, it's in the Champions League. Yeah. Get your wins there. Sort out the league a little bit later. Fine, Chelsea hasn't gelled to the way that we would want them to, that we would expect. But I would expect at the very least that he would put his best foot forward when it comes to that selection. Would he be encouraged that it's only one? One no. With I, the second leg to come at Stamford Bridge, um, he was at the Westfalen Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, signal in Duna Park if you want to uh, <laughs> pay the rent. Um, but it was only one nil. Yeah. So he's got a home tie coming up. Would he say to himself, well, look, we're still in this? Definitely. I think I think 1-0 is a slim enough um, lead on the part of Borussia Dortmund that they can, Chelsea can realistically take a look at it and say, you know what, we're when we're playing at, at home, mm. we're going to go all out, all guns blazing. And I would like to see that from this Chelsea side. Um, I think they do have what it takes to go up against Borussia Dortmund and win. Mm. I think especially if they're playing at home. So I hope the scoreline does motivate them. But I think there's still a lot of work to do in this Chelsea yeah, side. Yeah, Graham Potter, don't play a false nine, brother. Get yourself a proper number nine. Another Champions League encounter last night. Uh, Benfica beat Club Brugge 2-0 uh, in Scott Parker's Champions League debut as manager of the Belgian uh, champions. Uh, so not a good debut for Scotty Parker. When he got the job at Bruges, I my eyes, my eyebrows did a thing where they went northwards. Why? Uh, but because it's Scotty Parker. It's Bruges. <laughs> I, I didn't think that he would... He would Firstly, turn up in Belgium. Secondly, turn up. That's a. It's Belgian football. Yeah, with respect to Belgian football, it's not one of the top five leagues, but it's still Belgian football that we expect there to be surprises here and there. We didn't expect that uh, that ilk of manager would turn up at one of their top clubs, which is uh, Club Brugge, which is always participating uh, in the group stages of the Champions League. So let's see how the experiment goes, and that's what I believe it is. <laughs> and we'll see how it goes. I've seen some of their games 
games in the Belgium league um, uh, on TV and they look like they're playing decent football but yeah. it's a very competitive league so we'll see how that experiment turns. okay wait before we we jump out of this one what do you rate to be the end of this situation Scott Park and Kapu ah you'll go back home <laughs> you'll go back home no very soon ah no you'll go back home uh, because look it's not like they they want to go out and win uh, the Champions League he may spend two seasons or so out there but if he's not uh, sort of blowing the lights out pulling mm-hmm. up trees and, and winning uh, the, the, the cup winning uh, the league uh, with regularity then perhaps he'll walk Hi, my name is Rune Shamba My tour is Super Striker You're listening to ZFM Sports So our producer said the Europa League does not get the Champions League bed. It's not, it's not a competition of that ilk, but wow. it's on today. China Jamad's my I've heard it called. I don't call it that. Marcel. Uh, but some of the round, uh, the knockout round playoffs uh, are Ajax taking on Union Berlin. Red Bull Salzburg will entertain Roma. Shakhtar Donetsk uh, take on Rennes. While uh, Bayer Leverkusen of Germany take on Monaco uh, of Monaco, I suppose. <laughs> of the French League. Uh, uh, Sevilla take on PSV Eindhoven Sporting Lisbon versus Michigan uh, while Juventus take on Nantes and Barcelona take on Manchester United and the pick of the pick fixtures no doubt a blockbuster encounter between two European juggernauts takes place at the Camp Nou as Barcelona play host uh, to Manchester United in the first leg of the Europa League playoff the two teams have previously etched their names into Champions League folklore but their latest meeting over two legs will be their first in Europe's secondary club competition and to be fair on both these clubs without making any fun of it they are clubs in transition uh xavi is getting his feet under the desk and so is eric ten Hag. Uh, so it's no slight on the managers and the ability that they are in the second tier competition in mm-hmm. fact they're so well is their transition going is that Eric Ten Hag has turned around uh, uh, Manchester United Mm -hmm. and Xavi is at the top of La Liga. Is that official now? Is that an official thing that we're saying? Yes. That Eric Ten Hag has turned around now? He has. He has. uh, uh, We'd love to hear from Liverpool. (laughs) Whether whether it's a false dawn or not will be seen uh, certainly at the turn of the season when we start Mm -hmm. the new season but certainly he has turned this ship around. So two teams that are going great guns it all it's all set up for an entertaining affair tonight. Very, very entertaining affair. And um, I think my only sort of leaning would be to Barcelona. Mm. I think when you're taking a look at the way that they're playing, first of all, the speed at which they play second, mm. and also the number of scorers that they've got across that front line, I think when you're taking a look at Barcelona's scoring capability and to their detriment, Manchester United's defence can be a little bit porous sometimes. Right. I think I would just from an opinion perspective lean more towards Barcelona actually having a bit of an edge in Mm. this particular encounter. I like the word you used edge because this is almost the perfect storm isn't it because you've got uh, Manchester United that loves to play counter-attacking football doesn't necessarily want or need the ball Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Barcelona that needs and wants the ball in order to to, uh, exert their style on the game Um, you've got to think to yourself that each of these managers has prepared for that and Mm -hmm. likelihood is that that Manchester United has prepared for the danger of Gavi and Pedri. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Barcelona has probably prepared for the danger posed <laughs> by Marcus Rashford on the break. Yeah, 100%. And there's, there's such an interesting 
counterbalance there mm. and it's going to be really exciting to see how this one plays out um, I think for me when you're taking a look at this Manchester United side there's a bit of a reliance on that individual brilliance that's there and mm. I, I suppose it's there on the Barcelona side as well but yeah. I think Eric Ten Hag when you're taking a look at his scorers the people who need to switch on like you're talking about Marcus Rashford yeah. I think that's potentially where there could be a bit of risk for United because he's probably the best striker in Europe at the moment isn't he? at the moment he's, yeah. he's on absolutely form. on mm. fire and I think look like you always say no one needs mo- a lot of motivation for a match like this yeah. they're playing a Barcelona side that's pretty much in the same place as them so you expect that Marcus Rashford will do what he's been doing in the league as well mm, and, the, and that uh, battle between uh, potentially Marcus Rashford and uh, Ronald Araujo will be one to watch because Araujo himself uh, can shift he's, he's pretty quick mm. uh, uh, across the ground uh, so uh, chances are the speed element uh, slightly gets negated or is mitigated against uh, uh, by Araujo pace uh, but at the same time Marcus Rashford is one who's got a bit of guile and a bit of trick- trickery as well that can happen at pace and all he needs is a sliver of light and he's going to try and dive right through so that uh, makes this encounter very very tasty indeed you said you are leaning towards Barcelona I am I love both these teams <laughs> but I'm leaning towards Barcelona I think Barcelona just in the way of um, a rebuild and in the way of progress, I think Barcelona's made a bit more progress than Manchester United. Do you think United they're ahead of uh, Manchester United? I, I do. Um, I think Manchester United still has a few kinks to work out. Mm. And I think also just when you're taking a look at the talent department, I think especially for Manchester United's um, defensive midfield and defence, mm. um, there, there's this still a few pieces I think yeah. that they would need to get there for them to be in a similar position as Barcelona at the moment so give me a score like. Ooh, um, just for this first leg don't give me a, 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 an aggregate score like now. Just give me for this first leg. For this first leg, I'm gonna go with a one nil for Barcelona. One nil to Barcelona. Okay, that's. Uh, I think that's that's a fair juice. And you? Uh, yeah, I'm 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 gonna go. I think United will score. Um, I, albeit that it's very difficult to score on this uh, well defending Barcelona side, mm-hmm. but Barca will score two. Tell me two one. 2-1 to Barcelona yeah that's not the only game uh, like we said earlier Juventus is also in action now their coach Massimiliano Allegri says the Bianconeri have embraced their new new European path in the Europa League and hope uh, to turn their Europa League presence into securing a Champions League spot next season Allegri said this ahead of their clash against French side Nantes and of course he's you can understand why he's saying this because they probably don't have a route through the league um, given the, the points deduction that they suffered so he's yeah. basically saying we're going out and trying to win the Europa League yeah and I think at this point it's it's a must for them it's a must win on their part um, I don't know if they have the wherewithal to do it but for me they definitely need some sort of glimmer of hope for yeah. this season and I think the the um, European part of Champions League could be it yeah winning the Europa League and then qualifying for the Champions League might be that path. Our path is out of the studio because the news is next. So stay tuned to ZFM Stereo. We'll catch you tomorrow for our preview show. For now, may God receive bless you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And Andy, out. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi.
Messi has shaken hands with paradise. The biggest sports stories. Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just blasphemous. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mandel, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.